0: Welcome to Season 4 of Handpicked. This is about people grilling me to get my business experience, to help them grow their businesses. And what's great is we get to learn, discover and meet incredible business owners who are really up to some very interesting things. Anyway, enjoy. Maybe you've got some questions for the next season. Matt and his team have been in business for a while and they provide a great service. However, they want their customers to know a little bit more about them. He's wondering, should he create an entry-level product? It's a great interview to help you think about your growth options. Hello, Matt. Welcome.
1: Lovely to be with you. So
0: why don't we get this started by you sharing with our listeners a little bit about your business so that we have some context for the questions.
1: Yeah, sure. My name is Matt Lohmeyer. I'm the founder of Negotiation Partners. Essentially, we're professional negotiators. But what we love even more than than engaging with clients and helping them negotiate deals, what we do is we teach. We teach executive teams to negotiate more effectively. And, and the fabulous thing is we see the impact on business outcomes. It's a little bit like, you know, we teach professional skills, not the sort of academic, you know, it'll all be nice if we negotiate it nicely together. We teach people how to get into the pool with sharks and come out with a great deal.
0: Look, that sounds very good. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who is the we? You've clearly been doing this for a while.
1: I have, yes, about 14 years or so. I have a team of, of professionals. We all come from very different backgrounds, some from HR, some from industrial relations, and so we all have our speciality. My background is contracting and intellectual property and pharmaceuticals, but we work across all industries.
0: It sounds very productive and I guess what's interesting for me is that when you're in small business, it's really hard to be expert in everything. It's why we use professional services and we want that good piece of advice in that moment and I guess people don't realise that negotiation is actually an Achilles heel and you can leave so much on the table. The win-win, all of those sorts of things. But let's not talk about how, how useful you are. Let's talk about what it is you want to know from me.
1: One of our challenges is that as a business, we operate in a market where that is essentially flooded we're now with cheap, sometimes even AI-generated content, training programs, just generally of any kind of description has become have become so cheap. Mm. And differentiating what we do, which is to change behaviors permanently, to actually teach a skill rather than just teach knowledge it's actually it's becoming more and more difficult to differentiate our product in the market when you're just presenting it on paper and so how we'd be interested in your advice on sales and marketing of premium products that of course command a premium price in a market that is awash with you know cheap and online products that may tick the box of, yep, I've taken 10 people through negotiation training, but actually that don't actually deliver a business outcome.
0: And that's really, that's really the point. It is about what level of customer promise or that you can deliver. Like, you know, as a result of doing our programs, X will happen. And it's this customer promise that is in very powerful language that you will absolutely stand behind, that will deliver you the outcomes because that is what, especially online or passive education, just doesn't do. Because you don't know you can sit there in front of a computer and actually not learn a learn a thing. And you know the the economic outcome of what a great negotiation can deliver. The other thing is, I just, I just. I just feel like it's one thing to learn but it's another thing to put it in practice and that notion of being able to role play and interact with somebody who's who's really skilled delivers an outcome. So I think that there's a – what is your customer promise? What are you going to stand behind? What is going to deliver pain for you if you don't deliver that to the customer? But they also have to be open to it. Like this this is, it's a shared value. It's not about what you're charging, it's about how do we create this shared value and real partnership. So let's think about what is your customer promise?
1: Our customer promise is, and we've started doing this about 10 years ago, is we guarantee, our program's not cheap, but we guarantee our clients a 300% return on investment on our fees within 90 days so if we teach a team of professionals if they haven't delivered at least three times what we charge as our fee after 90 days in added value to the business i don't want to get paid why because if we haven't moved the needle if we haven't empowered the team to deliver a business outcome then you know we haven't delivered up on our promise and so far i'm really pleased to say that in the, in the years that we've offered that guarantee, we haven't been asked once about, you know, what were those terms again or what would we need to do? We're very rigorous about follow-up and, and engaging with our participants, you know, all the way through that process to make sure that they actually do change behaviours and deliver better outcomes.
0: Matt, I'll sign up. I think it's <laughs> one of the best customer promises I've ever heard. It's short, it's sharp. And it's absolutely deliverable. Also, it's not over a long period of time. It's over 90 days. So, and, and that gives you the opportunity of having the feedback loop. So it sounds like to me, if you've got this customer promise, it's more a matter of how are you getting that in front of people and who are yeah. the right people to who, who that will be the real driver for. So I, I think that the stories behind what you deliver Make it really powerful. It wouldn't hurt to also see if you can find some research about the efficacy of online training versus in-room. And I've got actually a personal story on this. My husband, he he teaches workplace safety, and he's up against exactly the same thing. He's got you know more than 30 years of experience of keeping people safe, and yet you know it's like, well, we can buy it online for cheaper, and he says, We'll do but you're ticking a box. You're not actually keeping people safe. So it is a real challenge, but I think those, and that and he uses case studies He's all the time and his stories are so fascinating and interesting. But when you can demonstrate and show and then you've got that customer promise, it's about getting it in front of the right people in the right way. And would one of your customers or clients be prepared to be advocates for you? Where are you located, Matt?
1: We're in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane.
0: Oh, fantastic. So, look, I think that it's really that having other people talk about you will be really powerful, Mm. that customer promise at the centre of everything and I believe that business, especially your sort of business, is eyeballs, is meeting people, is having relationships Mm. and also asking your clients for referrals because they all know other business people.
1: Our, Our business is all about referrals and this is the part that we've been notoriously bad at in terms of selling and getting in front of people Mm. all of our business is through our client our existing clients ringing us up and when people move coming into new organizations having a look around and going we've got to give Matt a ring because this isn't (laughs) this isn't operating like it should be so we we but we need to do better and I guess it's to to step out of just the word of mouth
0: absolutely
1: and we're not sure how. Yes. who we might be able to help us with that.
0: <laughs> What's your second question?
1: Second question is really about building a brand because we have a, a a premium program that changes behavior, but there are some elements of what we teach that would be amenable to an online kind of approach or a, or a second line product. But obviously, we don't want to sort of dilute our our premium brand with offering a you know, a lighter a lighter version yeah. so as to confuse the market. Do you have a suggestion or recommendation about how one might develop such products or markets? Is that better done with a partner who's already playing in that space? Or, you know, how might you make that decision about how to go and extend the IP, the, the, you know, the way of doing things into different markets?
0: I do think there's kind of an introductory program to Mm -hmm. help people know what they don't know Um, and doing that online and distributing it through partnerships would be really valuable. So when I think of how would you access business owners who could benefit from this, then who's already talking to them? Is it the banks? Is it BizCover? You know, who else is, is talking to them already? So I think that that could be really quite interesting to have this introductory, you know, it's behind a paywall not very much, but then you're building a database to then start saying, we're hosting a seminar at this time, or we're going to be in your location, or and also looking for those speaking opportunities, looking for how you can get in front of people to share. I mean, the reason why I think what you do is so important is when there's so much pressure on people's margins, then every dollar counts. Everything should be looked at, and so... You know, they don't know what they don't know. So I, I, you've got to get out there and start talking to people, but get on stages. I'll offer to go to conferences and being speakers. Go where business owners are, looking at partnering, and, and I think that that is, is a really exciting thing to produce a, a introductory. These are the fundamental steps of what you must consider when you're coming to a negotiation and, you know, have it as a really kind of introduction but then use that also to get people into your programs. Do you run public programs? In other words, would you have many businesses in the one room?
1: We would love to do that a lot more than we do, but we're very busy with in-company programs and large corporates. So public programs are a lot of work in terms of, you know, for a small business to sell and, and, to, and to fill. And so we haven't really built the the funnel or the referral pipeline if you like.
0: Mm, sounds like you've got um, a bit of work there and I'd say find, yeah. finding other people's audiences and getting in front of them will be the next step. So what else have you got for me?
1: One more question about bringing because part of what we do the ability to negotiate is not a business skill. It's a life skill. And one of my my dreams is what I'd love to do is to be able to develop a program not for the senior executives that we're currently working with, but a program that can be taught at at school or maybe in the early stages of a university education, who give people the skills to do this, You know, to know what negotiations are about, how to run a negotiation, how to manage one, how to remain calm and in control and confident as they play, not when they're forty-five years old and in senior management positions, but you know when they're when they're early on in their careers or even at school. But I'm no expert in that space. And Any I guess that's
0: I, I think that's I, the key word. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of people selling programs into education throughout the spectrum, and so it, it, I I suspect that you need to find who are the experts who are already offering programs into schools Mm. and then have this as an addition. I I know a woman who is running sex education programs into Victoria and, you know, just even getting the airtime is really, really hard with overworked Mm. education system. So getting on the agenda is the hardest thing. But if you are an added suite and effectively you're licensing your content because having the capacity to do that it's the, you know it's the train the trainer which will and you license your content but find somebody who is already doing it i agree with you i think we need public speaking skills in schools yes. and we need negotiation skills and sometimes these things kind of slip in, into the commerce subject or the business subject that they might have in the in the more senior years at school but it really starts at a very young age, this notion of, of of how we navigate relationships. And and that's what this really is. So may I suggest to you that you find somebody and you license your content and look for that. I, on that branding thing, though, I do think with anything you do, um, making sure that you are really clear with your iconography and how you're using everything as leads in, Because I could imagine, you know, if young Jill gets her negotiation skills and she goes home and now she's negotiating with mum for a pay rise on her pocket money, (laughs) mum might say, well, exactly where did you get this skill? And she'll say, actually, it's these are the leaders in negotiation skills and we got it at school. And she's going, oh, I could use that in my workplace. So everything is connected. It doesn't matter where it is. So do remember to really own that. Where did it come from? Australia's leading XYZ who are committed to making better outcomes in negotiations.
1: So you you would suggest using the negotiation partners brand even on on the on the introductory programs?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely because it gives you the authority and I think that's really really important and everything should be should be branded because it gives you an opportunity. You never know where things are going to show up and it's a really great name. It's really clear. This is what I this is what we do. Yep. And this is the outcome. Thank you. It's been really wonderful having you on the show, Mac. Congratulations with your business. Keep going, keep growing. And I look forward to learning about how our kids are gonna negotiate. Oh, those poor parents out there.
1: Well, it's about ninety-four percent or so of senior executives we work with, because we asked the question, how would you define negotiating? What do you understand? What is it you do when you negotiate? but 94% of the senior execs we work with don't actually know what it is they do when they get into a deal. That's one of the first things we do and show them. So it's a a fascinating journey. Thank you. Fantastic. Thanks for
0: coming on the show. Wow, thanks for listening. Surely there's someone you know who could learn from this too. Please share. Remember to subscribe and we look forward to having you on the next episode of Handling.